welcome to the 216th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on January 22nd, 2021, and that still sounds like really far in the future. But it's not! It's right now, it's today. My name is Brad Galloway, I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the guy who's sharp as attack, Carlos Rodella. Yeah, that's what they call me, Old Sharpie. Oh. <laughs> but I think they made the marker. Because you leave a trail behind you wherever you go? <laughs> because I leave a mark. Get it? Mark, marker. I get. It. I leave a mark. I leave my mark. I don't know. Uh, I'm low energy today because I, I haven't had my dinner yet, so I'm going to try to pick it up for the show. Carlos is having an insulin emergency. If he disappears, you know what happened. Yeah, that does happen almost with every human, right? Like, if you don't eat for a while, like, you just kind of... Yeah. Blood sugar is a thing. It's a legitimate thing. All right, folks. Feels like it's been a while, but we're back. We're here recording a show, and I say let's get right to it. Before we get to the main content of the episode, as usual, we're going to be keeping the house with Carlos. I have one thing to talk about, but I'll save mine at the end. Uh, You got a couple things on the agenda, Carlos. Why don't you kick it off? Yeah, but maybe the first thing I was going to talk about is what you were going to talk about. Oh, maybe so. Okay, I can go first. That's fine. Yeah, so big news. At the Galloway house, the Game Critics West studio today, I finally, finally managed to get a PS5 in the house. Just got it earlier today, a couple hours ago. Um, Yes, the crossing the finish line, the big victory music, the balloons and streamers, all that stuff. Um, It's been an ordeal. It's been an ordeal, and I still need another PS5 for my wife, so like the fight is not over. Still got to get an Xbox. That fight is not over. But we do have at least one ps5 in the house i got it from gamefly which in itself was a whole crazy story they you know as we talked about many times in the show i subscribe to gamefly to you know try different games uh from their rental service which i really like i use it all the time i buy a lot of games from them i think it's a great service i've been a member for a long time anyway they started selling consoles uh and so i signed up to be on their alerts list and i got an alert saying hey yo we got some stuff that we want to sell would you like to buy and i'm like hell yeah i want to buy one so i jumped on ordered a ps5 seemed like it went through and then they're like oh sorry cancel we're out of stock and i started crying i got really upset Uh. i destroyed some things in my house i was moping around for a couple days and then i'm like you know what fuck that because when i went back to check like they did confirm it before they canceled it and i'm like well why did you guys confirm i mean confirm means confirm right like don't confirm confirm yeah don't confirm unless it's not confirmed so i emailed them back and i'm like look you guys not to be like a whiny bitch or anything, but like you guys confirmed this and I thought for sure that I had one. What's the fucking dealio? And so they're like, well, that's weird. It should have been canceled. I'm like, well, why the fuck did you cancel it then? And they're like, we don't know. So Ugh. we went back and forth for like a day or two with like a number of different customer service reps. And at the very end of it, they're like, oh, you know, actually, no, this isn't canceled. It's all good. And I'm like, okay, well, thanks for the drama. So it got sorted and then they sent it and then... I arranged with them. I took, uh, you know, Brian Welch, we mentioned on the show a while ago, who was kind enough to offer me his spare PS5, and I didn't take it because I was afraid of getting my box stolen off my porch. I was able to make arrangements to go pick it up at a secure location. That was good advice from Brian, so thank you, Brian. Uh, That worked out really well, so I went to go pick it up and uh, just got it home a couple hours ago, plugged it in. Things big as a fucking house. It's heavy as shit. Yeah, it's like, I, 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 to be God's honest truth, dude, I unpacked it. And I looked at my entertainment center and I just like froze for a minute because I'm like, where the fuck am I supposed to put this? Like I have it didn't fit in any of the cubbies. It's too big. 
literally it's sitting on a stool like right next to my tv in the floor because i just don't have any place to fit it yeah but got it hooked up downloaded some stuff i'm doing the ps4 data transfer which will take like seven hours so that's going and i i downloaded uh spider-man because my wife bought spider-man uh miles morales uh and i'm like well i'll wait till i get the ps5 so i'm downloading that and it came with demon souls which i you know i'll probably play it it's one of my favorite games i'm just not in the mood for it right now but i'll download that i'll play it at some point i went you can play valhalla yeah i can play valhalla i can download that i can check that out although i'm still finishing up odyssey and i don't know that i want to play those back to back that's like a lot of odyssey that's a lot of assassin's creed in a row but we'll see that's now an option which i'm excited about and uh, i gotta say real quick impressions um number one big as a house not too cool with that Number two, uh, I, I kind of don't like the minimalist um, dashboard. I wish like a little bit more of that stuff was surfaced. I know it's right there if you hit the PS button, but I kind of like just having it there. And it just, it's a little bit too minimal for my taste, but it's fine. One thing that I do give big props to is the store. I like that there's finally a wish list, which is great because I've wanted a wish list for the entire PS4 generation. Yep. And I really like that you can go to the PS4 store or the PS5 store. They're divided. And you can just click, uh, you know, see all. I love see all. Like, it doesn't matter to me that there's, like, 900 games or whatever, or however many there are. Just show me all. I want to see all, and I'm going to start at A, and I want to work my way down, because that's something that I enjoy doing. You could not really do that on the PS4. You can do it on the PS5. Very happy about that. So I'm going to take tonight. I'm going to make a cup of coffee. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to go through the whole library and just, you know, put some stuff on my wish list, which I can finally do. So it's going to be neat. Wow, that's a lot. Okay, so let me process some of that. I'm going to have to unpack <laughs> all of what you just said. First off, um, what I originally brought up in the housekeeping is because we both were looking for consoles this week specifically. Yeah. And then uh. you found that Gamefly deal and then, again, t- uh, took them to task and said, hey, I really do have this. And they said, yes, you do. But me, I actually tried to um, get it through GameStop just because it was a link that was sent to me by my buddy Malik and uh, him, he was like looking out for me. And um, and it did work similar to you where it said it was in my car. I went through the process, the credit card, everything. And this is what I was going to kind of like go on a tirade for is like, you know, I used to work at Amazon and I know how like shopping carts should work. And sure. I just don't understand, like, even though there's like a huge demand, why their fucking websites break. Like it shouldn't you shouldn't get something in a cart or like you said, in your case, get a confirmation and then be, be like, nope sorry actually that's not the case because it doesn't matter if a ton of people are hitting the website an instance on your website is an instance Do you know what i mean and i don't understand where the fuck that's happening because again like me or like you i had it in my shopping cart did the whole process confirmation and then it said you have no item in your shopping cart or whatever oh, like, you know. god and so then i finally did it. i just did it a few more times it's like i'll just try a few more times and then it said we'll send you an email in an hour to it's again in an hour isn't this is the internet i know <laughs> should, right shouldn't be yeah. this instantaneous so anyways i waited and, and i didn't get an email forever and i was like i guess i got fucked and then i got an email and it said we confirm your pre-order but for then the xbox x. Uh, xbox x sorry s mine s was s? X. X. x yeah okay. xbox x and then year for the ps5 and so but they but i don't get it till february 15th because it was a pre-order. It was a still a pre-order. And then on top of that, they didn't take the money out of my account. So I don't even really fully know, you know, if oh, I got it. But man. I think that I did. Uh, and I just hate this process that we both had to go through. 
But this fucking sucks, dude. You know, I tried I tried to get in on the GameStop thing as well because I saw that thing. I signed up for their alerts as well. Which, number one, I don't ever want to sign up for alerts for anything. Me neither. Me neither. The only person I ever want alerting me is my wife. And then she's <laughs> not alerting me. I don't want to hear from you. But, like, I did this because it's so just desperate times right now. And when I went to the GameStop thing, I logged on, like, like four seconds after that alert went off because I was at my computer. I had a tab open for, like, two different versions of a PS5. I had two other tabs open for two different versions of the Xbox x i didn't get jack shit i was like renew i was refreshing i was clicking i was refreshing i was clicking over and over and over i did it for like 10 15 minutes straight and then eventually i was watching one by one while they just went offline because apparently the supplies were gone it was like breathing my last gas man like it was just so fucking desperate and sad and i could not believe i mean i guess i could believe but i didn't get anything and if it wasn't for gamefly i still wouldn't have anything and what a weird thing gamefly is the one who came through for you that's funny i know when you said like they decided to start selling systems it reminded me of like hollywood video or something or like blockbuster kind of you could rent stuff but you could also like buy systems sometimes yeah Um, you absolutely could oh yeah hollywood video had like their own video game store for a while Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, real quick, a tangent, though, on this. Uh, I once did a um, TikTok video or some sort of short video about me trying to order my PS5 and joking that, like, the version I had to get was $900, came with, like, Twizzlers, like a shoe, you know, extra shit like I didn't need. Oh, you yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And so funny story came to life because what version of Xbox Series X did I get? A bundle. So you can only get bundles, dude. No one sells them off, you know, on their own anymore. Like everybody so knows crazy. how hard they are to get. So I wanted the Game Pass. So that's it. Came with it. That's fine. Oh, good. Would you get a year? I get no. It was three months. Okay, good. You're um, gonna love it. And then it came with an extra controller, which I always need anyhow to charge. You need that anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. It was blue and just random and looked mm-hmm. so generic, you know. But whatever. Yeah, I tried to buy that bundle. I know the bundle. Okay, you know the bundle. Well, yeah, you talked to that bundle. Um, and then it gave me a gift a gift card for GameStop, which I never ever shop at GameStop. So yeah. But it was still it was like six hundred dollars or something for the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, add to cart, motherfuckers, because we need it for the podcast. I mean, that's what happened with me, right? Like, I ended up paying, I, I want to say it was like 750 or 800 which is like way too much. But it's got, it was the base console with the disk drive, which is, you know, which was what I wanted. It came with an extra controller. Those controllers are expensive as fuck. It came with Demon Souls, which I was going to buy anyway. And it came with the camera, which I will probably never use in my entire life because I don't mm. really do VR or anything. So I've got the camera. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. And then it came with um, a gift subscription to Gamefly, and I want to say it was for six months. So oh, okay. I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have bought some of that stuff. And I was like, oh my god, I don't want to pay this much for a bundle. But it was either that or pound sand, dude. And I had to yeah. get something. So I know it's like, and then also a box of donuts. And you're like, okay, I guess I wanted donuts. Yes, so yeah, exactly, sure. Exactly. Um, okay, so moving on. That's great. You have a PS5. I might have a Xbox Series X in February. Uh, right. So let's hope that happens. Not and too then, far off. I'm excited to hear what your process or what your uh, journey is to the PS5. We'll talk about it in the next episode. You also, bet. though, a uh, quick tangent, though, that thing you just talked about, uh, missing some of the home screen stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You won't. You, you'll get real used to it real fast, and I can almost guarantee you that because I felt that same way, and now I'm, like, so happy it's the way it is. Because okay, it, that's fair. It feel a change feels weird, and it felt very weird. I was like, I want my stuff, and then now I'm very happy. I don't want that stuff. You'll see. You'll see. It, it gets really cool. Um, right. So I'm excited to hear your your process with that. Uh, two other things for housekeeping. Then we'll get into games. One, a Resident Evil did a stream recently, so I just thought I'd bring that up. 
and it mentioned the new game, The Village, and showed gameplay actually of it, and looks very much like Seven, so it's first person uh, Resident Evil Seven, basically, but in a different kind of era and setting, and yeah, it's pretty much the same. It, for me, it looks just like Resident Evil Seven, um, but with different characters, and it's like an all women ghost cast or something. I don't know. You got to mention the seven foot tall vampire lady, right? Or is that, she, are they all vampires? I guess I don't, I don't know what they are, but everybody in the internet is losing their collective shit over like they're just mad with horniness over this lady. Oh wait, you're gonna like her. I know your type. <laughs> you are gonna like this lady now that I just maybe like, who yeah. knows. I'm gonna download the. Uh, I wasn't going to because I'm scared of these games, but since I do have the PS5 in the house now and the uh, you didn't mention you were gonna mention the demo. I'm I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. So that's the yeah. Coming to my last point is the demo is called Maiden, and it doesn't doesn't feature combat. So it's actually just more of a kind of a walkthrough of what this world's going to be like. And it's kind of, it's obviously kind of creepy. So yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I mean, I wasn't going to, but since I got the PS five and I, you know, I'll play it for the show. We can talk about it next week or whatever, but yeah, I, I, I will probably wet myself, but I am curious to see this, this, uh, real big vampire, weird, large, tall lady and to be scared. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. You might be more turned on than scared. We'll have to get back. To I that. mean, that's, that's the kind of the meme, right? Cause everybody's <laughs> like. Are we supposed to be horny or scared? Because we're like both right now, and I, it's yeah. kind of funny. I don't think Capcom planned it that way. Uh, there was also some multiplayer game stuff, and I didn't really focus on it. Um, and they mentioned a couple other things, but uh, the main things were just seeing what the village looked like. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about the demo next week for sure. For sure. Um, and then, last thing I wanted to mention was uh, I saw Black Clouds is a new game interactive movie coming out soon, and it's from the people who made the Complex. Oh, okay. I love the complex. Yeah, and it's called I Saw Black Clouds. I just saw the teaser. Uh, I don't know how I randomly found it. It's on IGN or something. And anyways, I was like, I got to tell Brad because, come on, we love the complex, and we will definitely review it on this show. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love that game. I would, I would, I would play anything those guys make. That was great. Yeah, so that's on my radar now. Uh, and actually, truly, lastly, Cyberpunk Patch 1.1 just came out as of this recording. Uh, which is a Friday night, and I'm very excited because it's a, it's a bug fix. It's, you know, it's a stability patch. It's not like anything crazy, but for someone like me who continually plays Cyberpunk every night pretty much to do a melee loop and just, you know, kill a bunch of things, it's, you know, it gives me more stability and maybe fixes some of those quests that are bugged that I can't finish right now. Uh, so I'm, Okay, so I guess let's talk about Cyberpunk for a minute here. Let's just detour because I'm not going to play it now because I got a lot on my plate and I really want to have a good experience with Cyberpunk. So I do have the PS5. That's where I'm going to play it. I'm not going to play it on PC. And I'm going to wait another couple months to let things kind of simmer down. But I guess in the state right now, like how many how many unfinishable quests are we talking about? No, no. Okay. So I don't want to I don't want to get you excited to play it if you want to wait to the PS5 version. The PS5 version is going to be a while. And it also if you want to talk about it on this show... It's, okay, so that's a good point because you're paying you're playing the PS4 enabled version, right? I'm playing the on PS4 your PS5. Pro version on the PS5. Yes, okay. And what I'm trying to say though is you could easily start playing it and there is only two very small quests that are bugged right now and you never would have to ever do them, but I'm just a freak for this game and I'm trying to complete every single thing on the map. So, um yes, it's it's crashing much less now. Uh, I'm sure with 1.1, it's even more stable. You would be able to get through the game no problem and be able to, you know, beat the whole story and see the ending. And then, yeah, you would have no problem with the PS5. 
Gotcha. All right, I'm, I'm still going to wait, I think, because I really want to let him file off the rough edges. I'm only going to play it once, right? Like, I'm not going to play through it twice or anything, and I don't want to have anything bad happen the first time, so yeah, I'm going to give it some time to DLC to too, so... Okay, do what you want. Um, but I will, <laughs> I will say this. Well, because you won't play just once. If it's like, if they do what No Man's Sky did and The Witcher did with DLC, we might be going back to this game for a while. I'll come back for new content, but like I'm never gonna like finish it and then start over from the beginning. Like oh, I'll never no, do that. No, no, no. I'm never doing that either. No, yeah, no. but the DLC, That's, sure, yeah, for sure. My 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 knife right now is like 2,200 DPS, and like sometimes I get like 30 or 40,000 damage on enemies. Like I'm not going back. Yeah, okay, um, gotcha. And I will say this though, real quick. Last time, my last episode, I said I'd cleared out the whole map. I yes. was wrong. I thought that they all respawned and stuff like that, and um, and that I had gotten everything. No, I hadn't. But now, now I have cleaned everything out, and they don't respawn. So I literally have completed every crime on the map. Oh wow! Okay. There's how nothing. Many, how on many the map. hours deep are you talking here now? Eighty-eight. I'm eighty-eight now. Oh, that's not too bad. I thought you were going to be like well over hundred by this point. No, it's uh, yeah. No, it's only eighty-eight, I guess. But um, yeah, everything on the map is over except two. There's some random weird mystery quests that I'm finding still, like three or four. And mm-hmm. then there's the two ones that are bugged. But anyways, Cyberpunk, I still like it. Uh, let's get into video games. Let's get into video games. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to start uh, this week. I think I've got a couple more things. And to balance it out, I'm going to go first. So just real quickly, um, I want to circle back to a game I talked about last week called Neoverse. This was a... 2D um, deck building roguelike, very much in the same vein as Slay the Spire. Uh, This is put out by, I believe, a Korean company. It's got a little bit of a, it feels like some gacha elements or something mixed into it. Uh, I played it on Xbox One, and if you'll remember, this was the game where it did not recognize the advance button. So, like, I would finish, like, I would do a move. And I would want to be like, my turn is over, time to advance the game, and it wouldn't recognize like oh, the yeah. right trigger. It just did not recognize it. And I'm like, how in the world are you making a video game where the basic input of push this button to advance the turn is not being recognized? Uh, the the de- developers finally put out a patch. I don't know what happened, but they finally figured out what the deal was. And uh, it's fixed now. It's, it works fine. It works totally yeah, fine. Cool. It's actually on the Switch. It's on the Xbox One. It's on Game Pass. I think it's on everything now. So I went back to it now that it's finished. And I was able to give it a shake. Um, I kind of dig it. It's basically, again, like Slay the Spire, where you have a, a deck of cards. There's three different characters. Each one has a slightly different like moveset. Um, you're going through these random encounters and, you know, like de- defending yourself and attacking with guns and equipping different weapons and stuff. It's it's pretty straightforward um, card-based roguelike, but that's not to say that's bad. I think it's pretty cool. And if you like, like, anime big titty characters, this is full of them. There's all sorts of uh, outfits you can buy. There's outfits you can unlock, and I'm not I'm not allergic to that stuff, so that works on me just fine. Um, I haven't put a ton of time into it, just because I got distracted, and plus a lot of the time was eaten up by waiting for this patch to come through. But it does look pretty good. I think maybe I'm probably gonna want to play it on the Switch rather than the Xbox One because that to me seems like, you know, you do one or two runs before you go to bed, or at least I do, and then I go to bed and then it's fine. Whereas if I'm like in front of my TV with my Xbox or something, I want to play something like a little bit bigger and higher octane or something like that. Yeah. But seems okay. I kind of dig it. My only complaint is that some of the text is a little bit small and it, it could use better UI and better surfacing of information. Uh, you know, one of the things that Slay the Spire does really, really, really well is that you don't have to really remember anything with that game because if you mouse over it with your controller, 
it just tells you what it does. If someone gets hit with a status and you don't remember what that status is, you just you mouse over it. It tells you exactly what the status is. You don't remember what a card does. You mouse over it. It tells you exactly what it does. So you don't got to remember anything. It's all right there, which is great. I think it's wonderful. I wish every developer would do that. Neoverse almost does it, but there's a few things where I just don't understand like this mechanic, and I'm like, what is happening? I'm trying to find the information. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep chewing on it for a little while. It seems fun. I'm going to keep uh, keep going for it, try to unlock some skimpy costumes or something. <laughs> uh, so, so far, it's it seems like a pretty solid alternative to Slay the Spire, and again, it's it's available, I think, basically now and everything. It's almost like it could fall into our spicy episode. Just about. I don't think it's that spicy, but it's, ah, it's okay. bordering the spicy episode. So there is that. Um, speaking of which, while I'm talking about roguelike deck builders... Um, I was inspired by Neoverse to go back to Slay the Spire. And uh, I heard that people said there was a new character. It started, it launched with three characters. Now there's a fourth character. Uh, I never finished that game all the way. I finished it um, the fake way, which is beating it with a regular character. But you got to beat it with everybody. And then there's like a super secret boss. And I never did that part because it's really hard. So I went back to check out the new character. Um, I, I don't like the new character at all, really. I think it's too complicated. I think there's too many mechanics. It's hard to use. It doesn't feel as intuitive as the other characters do. So I may just go back and try to f- try to beat it with one of the original characters. But heads up, Slay the Spire has a fourth character in case you want to check that game out again. It's pretty good stuff. I like that game a lot. Um, you never you never got into that, did you? No, I just... Uh, it's so tough for me. Obviously, the roguelike, you know, I get... It's uh, very roguelike. It's very allergic. Yeah. Uh, the only roguelike I play is Grindstone which is, yeah. I guess, roguelike light. Um, and then the cards mixed with it. You're like, I'm a, I'm a hit or miss with the cards. What's the one that we I did like? It was like a campaign RPG with uh, cards. The one that was on the iPhone, right? With the, uh, no, no, no. Meteorfall? No? No, I like that too. But there was Comments one down. I don't think we ever talked about on the show. It's a single-player like RPG choose your own adventure with cards. Oh, man. Everybody's oh, man. yelling at, at the podcast. I don't right know. Now. If you remember, let me know. I don't remember. Okay. It, it was really good. It was on PlayStation. Um, but yeah, for me in general, like the cards. Uh, ugh, You're not talking about Shield Shieldbreaker, are you? The, the Witcher nope, one? Nope. No. Nope, nope, because that one's excellent. That one's amazing. Yeah. No? no, it was something else. Okay. Anywho. Moving on. Moving on. One last game, real quick. Uh, I jumped into Fogs, P H O G S. Oh, uh, is this the funny is funny one? Uh, I mean, it's 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 lighthearted. I don't know if it's funny, but it's kind of uh, it's like you have a, a dog, two headed dog. Yeah, two headed dog. That's funny. Okay, it yeah, is. It is the one I want. <laughs> it is a cooperative game. You can play it by yourself, uh, but I think it's intended to be two players, where one player each takes control of one of the dog's heads, and they're they're connected to the middle, right? So it's like you're one animal with two heads, and you go through these levels that are all built around using the dog's body in different ways. It's stretchy in the middle. So like a dog on either side can jump and bark. And then if you need to stretch the middle part, you can stretch it out like a, you know, like a rubber hose or something and get real stretchy if you need to. Uh, And so there's all sorts of different challenges. Like, you know, maybe one player will have to bite something while the other head like dangles over the edge and grabs something. Or maybe like you need to trip something. And so you need to like make sure that your middle goes to a certain place. Or maybe you need to roll a ball up a hill. So you've got to like wrap yourself around the ball to get it to move a certain way. Um, there's all sorts of little challenges that are all very simple and straightforward, um, which is good because coordinating anything physical with a second player is always really tough. Um, very challenging, even with people who are like on the same level and who are both good game players, like my wife and I, like we really, you know, it's, you don't want to make that stuff too hard because coordinating that stuff can get frustrating real fast. And fortunately, Fogs does a great job of not being frustrating, but also being 
just hard enough to where you are working at it, but not hard enough that you're really getting frustrated. So it's, it strikes a really good balance. Um, I think the artwork is absolutely delightful. It's so cute. The colors are great. The artistry is really nice. It's kind of like fairly dreamlike a little bit, um, a little bit surreal. And everything about it is just really pleasant. Like there's no punishment for dying. You can try things as many times as you want. And it's pretty obvious what you need to do most times, which is great because you don't want to be confused when you've got a second player beside you because it just, again, spurs frustration, which you want to avoid. But overall, I really love Fogs a lot. I'm having a great time playing with my wife. Uh, I think it's just exactly the sort of multiplayer game that I like where you're cooperating. You've got goals. You're focused on stuff, working together. It feels really good. And it's, uh, it's just so delightful. It's, I think it's great for kids as well, great for parents, married couples, and also you can play it by yourself. If you uh, want to do the solo route, which I often do, uh, your left stick is one dog head, the right stick is another dog head, and oh, you can okay. kind of go through them yourself. Yeah, you can totally do it single player if you want to. It's just, it's chill, it's delightful, it's fun, it's warm, it's cute, like it's, it's clever, lots of little touches. I think Fogs is great. I love Fogs. I give it a big recommendation. Yeah, it reminds me of like a Katamari Damacy. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Nobi Nobi Boy, which I think you stretch yourself in that too, don't you? You do. Yeah, exactly the same sort of vibe. That colorful, simple graphics, but deceptively simple because they're really well done, and it's just it's really cool. It's really good. Yeah, it looks. It's. Uh, I'm glad you said there's a single player because it would be nice to just have something to relax with. What's that one? Yeah. Watam or Watam? Watam, yeah, that, that kind of same vibe. Same yeah. vibe. So, yeah, dude, chill. It's cool. super chill. You want to relax with a good game? You want to kick back Fogs? Fogs is your jam. Uh, I love Fogs. Okay, that's enough out of me. Carlos, let's turn it over to you. Um, you have been doing stuff which is not nearly as relaxing as what I've been doing. Um, extreme sports? You've been doing some motorcycle stuff? Doesn't seem like your usual jam, but you've been all about it this week. Yeah, I went on a weird journey, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about one game, but I'm really going to talk about a bunch of games. So my review is about one game, but it's also about my journey. It's it's a ride that I went on. Which a ride! Which is funny, because the game that I started this ride was Ride 4. Ride 4 on PS5? PS5 version. PS5! Yes, because they do some special things for the PS5 version, which I'll talk about. Um, I'm actually not going to talk much about this game. <laughs> because um don't care for it oh but, no okay yeah so uh, it was it was a stretch for me to think that i might be able to be, get into it I, I like the fact that um you know it's a ps5 version of a game so i thought well at least i'll have some pretty great visuals with the motorcycle you know driving around what what is this game is it, a, is it extreme sports or like tell us no, about ryan because i don't know no, anything just, about it really it's straight like regular um professional and I'm so bad at the words that I should say right now. When you drive a bike around a loop and it's for sport. Like you know, racing? Like regular professional motorbike racing. I should bring oh, up the okay, description. Okay. So you're not going like off-roading and stuff. You're just no, kind of like no, on no, a no, track no. or like like uh, like um, like NASCAR but with motorcycles. Exactly. That's a okay. good way to okay. put it. Gotcha, NASCAR gotcha. but with motorcycles. I should read the thing off the page. Uh are you a motorcycle fan? Oh, this is a terrible description. Uh-oh. Uh, anyways, it's like, yeah, super simulation. Think Gran Turismo, right? And you're doing bikes, and that's it. You don't, you basically want to get around the track and, and be pull all the turns the right way, and there's, like, lots of different braking and all that stuff. But you can obviously turn an automatic braking on and, and automatic gear switching and all that stuff. So it, just, it can be more user-friendly. But in general, I just was like, maybe this is the, you know, the game 
to get me into these kind of bike games. Uh, by the way, it's brought out, it's put by, out by Milestone, and they do a million bike games as well as Supercross games, which are the more extreme uh, dirt bikes, you know, going on the track. So clearly they've got a niche going. They got a niche going. And so, anyways, uh, the, the good things I'll say about the game, uh, even though, you know, it really quickly became apparent that I was going to be bad at this game because that's <laughs> the other reason, like, I don't like super, super simulation car games because I'll just, like, eat shit and then never catch up. Right, and that's not fun. Right. So if I eat shit on this on this bike, which I did a lot, even with the automatic braking and stuff, I was like, well, I'm never gonna fucking you know be good at this enough to enjoy it. What was really good though is that they do the adaptive triggers for the um, you know the gas, and it really makes a difference in these games. You'll how, see how so how so it just feels like it's more of a um, not chore but more of a uh, effort to to pull down on the trigger. And so then you feel the weight of it, the trigger vibrating back at you. You feel like when you get the trigger all the way down that the speed, like, you you know, like there's a calm response kind of thing with the trigger. Okay, okay. It's hard to explain really. Like that's why you keep people hearing people say like, unless you just try it. Um, and the weather's really cool, um, you know, and that's it. Like it, it's a bike game, you know, it, it's, it's nothing different it seems like than what ride one through three but the graphics are a little better the triggers really cool the weather's better looking um but i found it pretty basic when it came to collision and physics and stuff right because the minute you crash either spin out because you're going too fast or you hit the barrier or something like that it just does a basic animation you know body falling down and then yeah you're out of the race like it's really hard to get back Interesting. So would you recommend this to people like like you said, you made the comparison to Gran Turismo. Like, do you think that if you're a person who like really gets into like like are you able to like change the spark plugs and change the gear ratio and stuff? Like, is that a thing in this this game or or is it just more about collecting different bikes? No, it's really it's really the simulation dream. Like, I mean, if you want to if you want the simulation bike game, that's, you know, professional bike riding, which is the real name for it. Uh, then you get ride for right like so the positive is if you want a Gran Turismo bike game it's it's really good for that but it's just I wish that more of these would be more welcoming to people you know that aren't necessarily gearheads or simulation people uh, so anyways I would say that yeah if you're the Gran Turismo bike person check it out you know especially okay. on the PS5 I would say that the PS5 triggers and the graphics are probably you know the best for this version or X xbox series x yes or xbox there you series go x. there you go you're um, gonna be a dual owner soon you gotta you gotta ride I that know. fence man i will be soon don't worry um but what happened is this just got me on a journey and i was like well see here's the thing for people who like bikes and like driving around on bikes and in cyberpunk i've been only driving around on a bike which by the way is what started this whole thing and <laughs> why i was like hey brad can i get a Okay, that explains it, because I was very ride surprised four. when you wanted to play Ride 4, and I'm like, well, that's weird. It doesn't seem like Carlos's jam. I wonder why he's wonder why he's wanting to play this. Well, that explains it. This is the whole ride that I went on. The ride is, I started the ride. Now I'm going to overuse the word ride. I started the ride in Cyberpunk by being on a bike, riding a bike, then got to Ride 4, and I was like, oh, super simulation. Uh, I don't think so. It's not going to work. So then I went to Monster Energy Supercross 3. Wow. That's yeah. a real game? It's a real game, also made by Milestone, who made Ride 4. 
Are, are you kidding? It's the exact same people? Yep, exact same people. Oh, and my it's, God. It's just a really good, again, motocross, uh, bike, dirt, you know, go around the track game. But it was also similar because it's obviously the same people in the unforgiving. Like if you hit, um, you know, a thing, you go flying and it's not even like fun, like falling off the bike. It's just like starting you over immediately or hit the button to restart or something. So it doesn't it's weird. It uses simulation like ride does and they both do. But it's not really fun in the simulation way when you play games with physics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just like, no, just start over. And then you're behind. And then I was like, I'm behind again. So I was like, I'm going at a, it's like Groundhog Day. So then I just jumped to cars. I was like, okay, let's just get to something extreme where I'm going to be feeling fun. So I got Need for Speed pay- Payback, which I already had in my account. I guess I had bought it a long time ago. God, which one is that? There's so many Need for Speeds. I don't even know which one that is. It's the one right before the last one. So I think the last one's Heat or something. Uh, anyways, uh, it, I didn't have fun. I was like, well, this, uh, this is, I mean, kind of fun, but it really isn't what I want. Then I went to Wrecked. You know, which I own that as well. I've talked about on the show. And that was slow for some reason. It felt Is that slow. a Destruction Derby game? Destruction Derby racing game. Okay, okay. Uh, and, and, and kind of fun. I was like, what am I looking for now? You know, I was trying to, like, see what I was looking for. So I went all the way, and I found myself playing Danger Zone 2, which is the really arcadey, just smash everything with cars game. I don't think I've even heard of that. I don't even it's, know what that even is. It's used to some of the same burnout um, physics of those crashes, you know? Okay. And it's like uh, very, very like, um, like just tr- cause as much destruction as you can. That's how I, I started with Ride 4, the most simulation you can get, to, and I ended up on Danger Zone 2. He, I have an answer, though. Okay? This whole journey is for a reason. Okay. And for the podcast listeners, I'm going to help you. If you're like me and you like the idea of being on a bike and having some fun and doing something extreme and seeing some physics, all those games I just talked about aren't for you. <laughs> but wow. Like what reverse is, recommendation. There. Watch, watch. What I went on the journey for them. Uh, what the What is for you? Riders Republic, and it comes out soon. So Riders Republic is like the new SSX for bike games. I think you can actually snowboard as well, and you can hang glide. It is going to be exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, but I had to go through that whole journey first. I, I wanted extreme. I wanted to get back into this, like, having fun driving around a track, but then physics. And none of those games worked for me. Uh, but Riders Republic is going to be amazing. Wow. Do you know who put the, puts that out by any chance? Because I haven't even heard of this. Oh, Riders Republic? Let me read yeah. it. Let me, I didn't do the research because we don't do that here. Yeah, we didn't do that here. Let me fine. type it into Google. How did you hear about Riders Republic? Is it you catch? Is there a preview of it on PS5 or something? Or where did no. you see? Where'd you it, see this? Well, it actually does show up. I think is like uh, PS5, which you'll see, has yes, a lot more that. like just announced games, and they just yep. show up. Uh, so it might have been a trailer on there, but it's by uh, Ubisoft, which I love. Oh, okay. Um, and it's just this open world, like ride your bikes, you know, go downhill, be extreme, and it just feels like that's the kind of thing I've been missing in my life, like a really good one, and. Yeah, I had to go on a ride to figure it out. We haven't had a lot of extreme sports lately. That was boy, but that was the thing for like a while. Yeah, and then it kind of just faded away. I mean, it was kind of like you were either doing extreme sports or you were doing like Guitar Hero for a while, like one or the other. And then both of those things kind of dried up. And it's been a while. I know that um, I don't know who put it out, but Steep came out a little while ago. Yeah, I think. yeah, that yeah. Might, was that an Ubisoft? Also, it might have been. It might have been Ubisoft. Yeah, they love that kind of like throwing open world yeah. into that, and that's, that's I love the, that. 
that's the only other recent like extreme unless you want to count the tony hawk stuff that came out but yeah it's it's interesting i mean maybe we're going through some cycles maybe we're going to see some more extreme sports coming up but uh i'll keep an eye out for what riders republic is what you said it was. yeah riders republic my my ride with ride four took me to riders republic um but I will say this before I leave that uh, little journey I shared with everybody. Ride 4 is very good for, like, yeah, Gran Turismo bike people. Like, I think if you're really good at that stuff um, and, you know, better th at doing that than me, you'll have a fun time because it's very simulation heavy and the triggers are really cool with the adapted triggers. Um, but what I ended up doing is just making a huge fail video of, like, all my crashes. And then I try to crash on purpose a lot. So... That came out of it. All you'll, right. You'll see that soon. I mean, nothing is better than crashes, and crash videos are great, especially when no one's actually getting hurt. So I will look forward yeah. to seeing that. Um, all right, let me take over for a minute here. Just a couple quick shout-outs. Um, I was kind of going through uh, a series of games this week just to kind of try different things out. Uh, first one is called Drunken Fist. Uh, this came out, I believe, on every system where you play as a drunk, like, homeless hobo guy, and you're, like, stumbling down the street, and you're doing punches and kicks and some martial arts moves against other people who are on the street. Like, it'll be... You start off, and you're in a dark alley, and it's like, defeat, like, five frat brothers. And there's, like, these dudes who are just, like, out in this alley. You just, like, walk up to them and punch them. The thing about this game, though, is it's it kind of... It's like... it's I don't want to say it's a physics game, because it's not... But it's one of those games where you fighting the controls is really what the game is about. It's not oh, really like, you no. know. What's the yeah. one that you like and I hate that does that? Oh, God. There's a lot of those. No, uh, the uh, one with that you're just like a body or like a head Yes, or I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it where your body, like two heads mushed together with stringy. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't yeah. know. Yes. I don't know. I love that game. Can't remember what the hell it's called right now. Um, but yes, it's kind of like that. Although... In that game, which I am sadly forgetting what the hell that game's name is, it was, you know, it had loosey-goosey physics, but there was definitely a rhyme or a reason to it, and you could master that stuff, no problem. Uh, well, I mean, big problem, but you could master it. Uh, in Drunken Fist, uh, I think... Okay, so, like, let me back up a little bit. Graphics, super basic, but in a cool way, because everybody is made up of, like, 30 polygons, so it's, like, chunky, but it's funny. Like, I think it looks good for what it is. And as you're this hobo walking around, like, I, like, YouTube this, I guarantee, like, if you watch a gameplay video of this, you will, like, be laughing out loud. It is the funniest fucking thing to watch. And it feels like this game is created for streamers because, like, just watching it is, like, hilarious. I was watching my son play it. I just could not stop laughing. I thought it was the dumbest, funnest, silliest thing I've ever seen. Uh, it's a hoot. Like, it's really uh, fun to watch. But when you play it, different story because you, again you're kind of fighting the controls and i expected that because you know you're you're supposed to be like a drunk guy and you know the whole game is kind of loosey-goosey like i get it but i was like struggling to like walk in a straight line and sometimes the punches and kicks responded and sometimes they didn't and it i gotta say it got pretty frustrating pretty quickly like my son liked watching me and he didn't like playing it and then when i was playing it i didn't like playing it but i liked watching him yeah. so i feel like this is a game that's really fun to watch but it's not really fun to play because you know you'll you'll try to walk up to somebody and you'll like veer off to the left or something and again he's drunk i get it but i think it kind of goes too far in that direction like i think a little bit more conscious control over your character would be good and it was really frustrating to walk up to somebody you go to throw a punch and the button just doesn't respond and i don't think it's 
a programming problem. I mean, I think they probably did it on purpose to simulate that you're a drunk hobo. Yeah, but at the same but... time, like, it's just, it's not fun to to be battling the controls rather than kind of working with them in a different way. Like, like Octodad, frustrating, but I feel like you could master it. And in this other one, which, God damn it, I can't remember what the hell is it. What is this I game know, called? Right? Look it up, man. I can't remember what it's called. This other okay. game that I really like, you're you're battling the controls, but you could master it. Like, you could master it. This game, I struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled. And I'm no stranger to these, like, frustrating kind of games. I could not master it. And I started to feel like it was a little bit a little bit too much in the fighting controls aspect. So I, I ended up bouncing off of it. But I think it's really funny. I think it's hilarious to watch. I just wish... It just wasn't as loose as it is. I wish it was a little bit tighter and gave you a little bit more control. Dude, it was such a missed opportunity. I'm looking at the pictures of it, and it looks great. And Oh, just, God, it's so funny, dude. It's the whole so idea funny. of beating up frat guys and you're a hobo. Um, I just think that, you know, to bring it back to my ride journey in a way, I was actually looking for some physics, you know, in yeah. my game experience because that's fun to see what's going to happen when someone falls or something. And this seems perfect for that, like – What's going to happen when you hit someone into a fire hydrant or whatever? Um, and they have to be fighting it the whole time? I will not play it. You know, that is, that's a missed opportunity for me. Yeah, it's really a shame because if, if, if you could play it a little bit more intentionally, I think it would be, a, like, like, it would be hilarious to play through this just for funsies. Like, watching the hobo walk around, it's kind of weird because you'll watch it and it seems, like, kind of gamey, but then he'll go through these sequences where the animation looks like like staggeringly real for like a second. Like all of a sudden it'll feel like you're watching a real person moving and you're like, Whoa, what's going on? Like it's all, it's all realistic for a second. And like, it kind of like catches you and it's got this kind of neat look to it, but it's just, it's too much of, of a struggle. So I can't, yeah. I, I can't stay with it. So there's that. And I'm going to look up that game in a second. Um, the other one is called Gibbous, a Cthulhu adventure. This is a traditional adventure game as in point and click, um, collect items, talk to people. Have you heard of this one? I haven't. This one comes from uh, Eastern Europe somewhere. One of uh, the people that once that writes for us every once in a while um, reviewed this for us at Game Critics. There is a full review uh, if you'd like to come check it out. Uh, again, Gibbous, G-I-B-B-O-U-S. Uh, it is a comedy noir adventure horror game that's also a point-and-click adventure um, where you play like a detective, but then you're also uh, a guy and you're also a cat that can talk. And you kind of go between these characters and, you know, try to solve this mystery. You're going after the Necronomicon and trying to find that. You're fighting a cult. Um, so it's it's got a good premise. I will say the animation in this game is awesome. It's really good. It looks like kind of hand-drawn, like, 90s feature film animation. Like, it's really good looking. I think the graphics are great. Colors are great. The art design is really great. I think the uh, text is actually pretty funny as well. Um, I didn't get too far into it. Because I was playing it when I was in bed, and it's, there was like a lot of talking, and so it was kind of putting me to sleep a little bit. Not not that it's the game's fault, but just because, you know, I get in bed when it's really late and I'm tired, and it wasn't the exact kind of thing to keep me awake. But I really did like it. Um, I think it's maybe a little bit too talky for me, because I like clicking on things and solving puzzles, but I don't like clicking on every single thing in the environment two different times to get all the text, mm -hmm. especially when you're not sure what is the important thing and what's not the important thing, right? So, like, like, I know that's a really weird thing to say, and let me just contrast that a little bit. So, like, I played Nine Witches a while ago, right? We talked about it on the show. Nine Witches was one of my top ten games of last year. That is also a point and click. But that one had very small scale. Like, when you go to any environment, there'd only be, like, three things to click on, 
and you know you would click on them and you would talk to the whole person and you would get the prompt and you would know that you would know when you were done talking to them right and then you'd only have a couple items and it was pretty simple in gibbous um and not that this is bad because i know a lot of people like it but it's like you're in the environment and they even straight up tell you click on things multiple times to get more information which i'm like i don't want to do that like just if i click on it once give me all the information right like just you know what i mean like it's yeah. it sounds weird maybe i'm just kind of being whiny about it but it's like there's a lot of stuff in every screen. Like there's like maybe 10 things in every screen to click on and then click on each thing twice. And a lot of it is just flavor text where it's not really getting you anywhere. And, and, and and to be totally honest, like a lot of people like that, right? Like I am not generally a person who likes adventure games. And that's maybe why I like um, nine witches so much is because it was so small and scaled down and it really got to um, the meat of the experience. It was totally fat free. Like, and that worked for me. Uh, But in this one, and more traditional, like a lot of talking, a lot of just, you know, the point of the game is really taking in the text and laughing at the jokes and they're good yeah. jokes, right? Like it's, it's, it's like, it's not you game. It's me. So I don't have a criticism of it. I just think it's the kind of adventure game that doesn't work for me, but I bet a lot of people would really like this game a lot. It's, it looks great. Great idea. Great characters, great text. But to me, it's, it's the kind of adventure game I don't care for, but I think it's well done. And I think that if you like those kind of games, it's a very good one. Yeah, that's almost similar to like if you like simulation bike games, not to go back to it again. Right, exactly. You, you probably would like Ride uh, Ride 4, but um, I looked at some graphics of this game you're talking about, and yeah, it's like Monkey Island mixed with Penny Arcade. Like, it looks yeah. very Penny Arcade uh, art style, but it looks very busy, and I'm the same as you. Like, if an adventure game has too much stuff to click on, like some people really get into that. Like, each thing they click on, they get a joke or something. Exactly. That is exactly what it is. Yeah, yes. and I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that at all. Yeah. And some but, people love it, dude. Like some, some people, people totally love it. Love it. Yeah. I, I don't love it, but that's not to say that it's not good. That's just me. But yeah, I don't enjoy clicking on things for jokes. It just doesn't work for me. But that's me. Again, that's me. And to circle back, the physics game that was really difficult that I love was called Struggling. Struggling. Oh, wait. You're the, the, oh, Struggling. That's right. Struggling. Where you're the two, you're the monster with the heads and the, the, yes. the flappy arms. Hard as fucking balls. Struggling was a really good game, but that's again another game where you can master it. Uh, I don't feel like um, Drunk Fist could be mastered. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Gibbous, a Cthulhu adventure, is really good if you like that style of game. I don't, but I think it's a good one. And uh, Drunk Fist is hilarious to watch. I don't think it's very fun to play, but you know, it's only like five or six bucks anyway. Maybe give it a shot and see what you think, but maybe just watch it as well. Okay. Carlos please take that advice <laughs> I, know. I just said okay for no reason just okay, take that advice that. carlos move on with your life we're going to turn it back to you um so i i full disclosure i am one of the world's biggest hitman fans and hitman 3 just released i don't have a copy of it yet uh, but it is on the way from gamefly this show is not sponsored by gamefly but we're going to keep talking about gamefly but it's on the way i will play it very soon but you have played it already carlos i'm guessing on the ps5 Yes, I have. And uh, I won't spoil anything because I haven't beaten it either. Uh, but I will say a couple things about it. And I'm sure it'll just make you more excited to play it when you play it. Because you liked 1 and 2, right? I loved 1 and 2. Hitman 1 and 2 are some of the best Hitman that Hitman oh, has ever been. That's good that's stuff. That's right. Wait a minute. This podcast is historic for that what, is it, four-hour podcast you we talked did about a, We did a four-hour retrospective on the you entire Hitman fuckers. series. If anybody wants to hear about some Hitman, uh, Carlo, uh, not Carlos, but uh, no. Corey and I... No, you would never have done that show. Me and Corey, two crazy people from the internet, did did talk about Hitman for four solid hours. We went through like every mission, every game. It was fucking bananas. If you want a Hitman podcast, boy, howdy, have we got one for you. So go Insane. back in the archive. You can look that up. 
But yeah. you were talking about Hitman 3. just came out a couple days ago. Yeah, um, and I will just lightly talk about it now. And I'm not the expert, so all these will be very, very basic uh, review information. I'm not talking from experience too much. But I did play... Um, I've famously talked about on the show that I like Hitman Absolution, where no one else likes it. Worst game in the series. Yeah, uh, my one of my favorite games in the series. And <laughs> and I'll stick to it because it actually will come up in this re- in this in quotes review preview uh, in a minute. But so I did play that, and I played a couple of the older ones, Blood Money and stuff. And then I definitely played one and two. I don't think I beat two. I definitely like went through the whole one, Hitman one. And I think I didn't beat two, yeah. But I played a bunch of it, you know, because all these are essentially are little sandboxes. And yes, there's a story in there, and I might be, you know, dumbing this down or or simplifying this. But for me, it's never really fully been about the story. It's always been like, let's just go to this really interesting sandbox and do a bunch of stuff. No, dude, 100%. Like, fuck the story. Hitman is a game that needs no story, and they keep trying to add it in, and I don't know why. But no, it's it's sandbox. That's what it's about. Well, this Hitman 3 is an end to the story, though. It is a end to this trilogy that they've built. So I would highly recommend, um, one, you can go to YouTube and watch like what the story was up until now. It'll sound like crazy to you because oh, yeah. if you remember, there's like it's almost like um, Resident Evil or some of these other games where like you go, what's this backstory? You're like, oh, my goodness, so much stuff is happening. Um, anyways, so you can watch those YouTube videos and get caught up. But essentially, it's these sandboxes. And it's nothing new from Hitman 1 and 2. So, if you like those two games, you're going to like this, right? I mean, that's great to me because I love those games and I I mean, I have famously famously said if they put out a DLC mission like once every 3 months, I would just buy those for an eternity. Like it right. doesn't need to do anything new for me. And just just give me that stuff. And interestingly enough, Hitman 3 comes as a shell with Hitman 1 and 2 inside it, but you have to own them. But it it presents all of the games in front of you. Right, so you download Hitman Three, you open it up, and it says, "Would you like to play the prologue, Hitman One, Hitman Two, or Hitman Three? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you have to actually own them, though. So it's very interesting how they did that. Um, so I'd already played one and enough of two. I was like, "Let's just get to three. Again, the graphics for PS Five aren't that much better. It's pretty much the same. There's some lighting. You can see some lighting effects, which I get to later uh, next week. Uh, PS Five is going a little nuts with the lighting." <laughs> We get it. You can do some cool lighting, but the developers, I feel like that's kind of the low hanging fruit for them. So they're like, well, I'll put more, you know, unique lighting in it. So Hitman 3 has some interesting lighting for PS5, but it looks like the graphics from Hitman 2. Um, I think the new feature is the camera. So you can take pictures of things, uh, which will help you like analyze things and your people who are helping you can unlock doors by doing that and stuff like that. But mainly I just use the camera to take stupid pictures. <laughs> Of like me, like, you know, overflowing the sinks or, you know, messing with the toilets or getting people's faces and they're like, can I help you? And I take a picture of them. So I did some real stupid pictures and you can see a video of that on YouTube.com slash a lot of things. Uh, so the camera's new and a couple other small things are new, but in general, it's the same thing. Um, but that's great. You know, another thing that I really liked is the NPCs say some pretty funny things. You know, like when things happen or when you do like crazy oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, I love that stuff. That's like what I play the game for. Um, I mean, that's I, like that's like the hidden secret of Hitman, right? Like people people who don't play Hitman, they think it's like this like grim dark 
crazy white bald guy killing people like death game but actually it's a comedy game like there's so much comedy there is in all of the hitman like the way that you kill people is funny the uh, the, the characters always have hilarious dialogue if you eavesdrop on people they're always saying the craziest fucking shit like there are so many jokes it's a really it's a really funny game like black humor possibly if not just straight up humor but man it's it's a really funny game yeah it's 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 just interesting because like that's again what I always have the most fun with doing, and this had you know more of that, so that's gonna be there. Um, the other thing that was uh, cool is that they did with the PS5 use the adaptive triggers again, and it really did make a difference. Like when I was using a machine gun or if I was doing the the silencer, you know, it didn't the trigger didn't um, vibrate as much or didn't have as much resistance, you know, and I can't explain it on a podcast. Let's just say adaptive trigger feature in this game and it's good like it really adds to it but here's the crazy thing and i've never experienced this and you will soon Bregel. okay all right when you get hurt in that game you know how you have to like run around a corner so you don't like die sure um it just vibrate, like in real life just like in real life when you get hurt you would run around a corner and then you don't, you don't want to die yeah exactly yeah. by the way that's a pro tip no pro one tip. do that <laughs> you get hurt find the nearest corner run around it and don't die and you won't die uh don't that's not true um what happens is it vibrates the controller but as i play hitman games i do really dumb things uh and i usually end up in a shootout like that's how almost all my missions end for real because i just like am killing everybody with guns so while i'm doing that i got really hurt and i almost died and i'm running around the corner and the ps5 is strong with its uh vibration and do you remember that arcade game with Uncle Fester? Was it just called Uncle Fester's arcade game where you had to hold your hands on the the uh, the things as it vibrated? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That was an old-ass fucking arcade right. thing. Yeah, well, what yeah, it yeah. does is it basically you have to see if you can last very long, like holding on to the things without like taking your hands off or freaking out because it's vibrating them so hard it feels like it's shocking you. Yeah. So yeah. it felt like that. I was like uncomfortable being that hurt in the game oh my god i'm serious dude i was like i need to put the controller down like if you and i'm i guess sensitive to it but if you were even more sensitive to me than me i don't know if you could deal with it like you might have to actually turn it down in the settings i mean i mean i am sensitive to the point that i turn vibration off in every game ever and i have it turned off at the system level because i don't like it. oh you would freak out my point is i almost got like a mini panic attack (laughs) I was like, I was like, I feel very bad that I'm this hurt. So you, you know physically I mean? feel bad that your guy in Hitman got hurt. That, yeah. I'm not, I'm not down for that. I don't need to feel physically bad. I but don't guess what? That. Mission accomplished, developers, because that was like a new thing for me. Um, and the last thing I'll say is that uh, I had a really fun time with one level where I could pick up a shovel. I always find like the melee weapons, but like things that you can throw and then like pick back up and use again. Sure. I made a whole series of videos about Shovel Man. I just called myself Shovel Man. I saw those videos. Those are oh, good videos. It's just so much fun. So, yeah, it's a fun-ass game. It, Like you said, it's not a dark Hitman, in quotes, Hitman game. You might have already discussed this in length on your four-hour podcast, but it's really fun, you know, and I'm going to beat it. And I actually do like the fact that there's an ending to this story for once because, you know, they've been doing this since Hitman 1 was a while ago, right? Yeah, there's been, like, continuing threads and all that. But kind of like you said, I mean, I've played every game except for the original really rough-ass one on PC. Uh, but I've played every other one. And it's like, I just I couldn't care less about the story, man. I love this game. I love this series. I love this gameplay. 
I just I don't give like the smallest fuck about the story. And it's weird that they keep coming back to the story because here like here's the story that I need. Right. Hey, Agent 47, there's a scummy dude in this mansion that we need you to kill. Please go kill him. And I'd be like, yes, done. That's that's literally all the story I need. I don't need any more story than that. But they keep coming back to this like international conspiracy and there's like double crosses and spies. X-Files. And like, X-Files. Who cares, yeah. man? Like that is not where your game is strong at all. And it's really boring that they keep bringing that back. But no. anyway, looking forward to that. And I do want to I do want to second your discovery of the shovel. P- people, if you haven't seen Carlos's shovel video, please check it out because it's funny. And that's it's a really good example of what makes Hitman funny. Because in Hitman 2, my favorite weapon, not the sniper rifle... Not the fiber wire. It was uh, a can of pop. Soda can. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah. go to any fucking place, get a can of like Coke or something, and fucking kill people with it by throwing it at them across the room. It was the funniest goddamn thing. And it was like, you could pick up the soda can. If you got caught with it, nobody thought anything because you're just carrying a can of Coke with you. Yeah. But then you could like kill dudes. It was the best. And, and then the just... reactions, you know, yes. the people. Do it over and over. Throwing stuff in Hitman is the funniest shit. So yes, Shovel Man is really funny. It's good uh, stuff. I have two real quick uh, cons. Those are all the pros about it. And again, okay. I recommend yes. it totally. But there's two negative things. And um, not to promote my channel again, but I did make a video of this just now and put it up on, on my YouTube. Just um, now? Literally just now? Well, right before this podcast, yes. Oh, I thought like as we were talking, you made a video. Yeah, like, yeah, wow, yeah. I, multitask. I it's actually just this audio. Um, no, and in it, I talked about really quickly the pros and cons of this game. And the two cons are this. One, for some reason, those cutscenes are like Xbox 360, PS3. Like, oh, are they pretty ugly? Why? Yeah, and they're grainy, and they look, like, really bad. I'm like, what is going mm. on? There's a PS5 version, you know? And also, it's the end of this, the trilogy, so, like, I just felt that was weird. Um, and then the last thing is, in this game, you want to run a, a bunch. Like, I know it's not an action game, like Absolution, which is awesome, but you do want to run. And, again, that's what I liked about Absolution, is I had that ability to feel very mobile at least in that game. But this one, you have to hold the run button down, Brad Galloway. Did is you have to do a... that? Did you have to do that one and two? I mean, yes, I believe so, but where is the run button? Don't tell me you need to click the stick. No, it's L1 on the PS5. I don't know if I can change it, but I got my finger got tired. It was terrible, and he jogs. He does like a light jog. He never runs. And in Absolution, I feel like he ran, but I just felt very... What's the word? Like, just just slow in this game it's and kind he- of it's kind of funny because not to be that guy but like you know if you're running in hitman maybe mission's not going so well <laughs> right but but to to go back on that what we just talked about all the fun things if you want to throw a shovel and then run away off the scene sure, you know you, sure. you, you could sneak away yes i know it's a stealth game he's a hitman but like i said in my video doesn't he have combat training i mean i think he can run you know, I just felt like it was laborious. That's the word laborious, laborious, <laughs> because you're holding a button down. Just do it where you click. You know what I mean? Come on, get with the program. And also, even when you hold it down, he lightly jogs. And I'm like, fuck you, hit man. So that's the only thing I don't like about it. All right. That's fair. That's a fair criticism. I will keep that in mind when I check it out. The game isn't here yet, but I'm sure it'll be here in another day or two. So I'll check it out. We'll see what happens. Uh, but that's not all you have, Carlos. You have another mm-hmm related game uh called all walls must fall now i guys i gotta say i've heard of this game from way back and in fact i was i was following this game through its development uh because i follow the uh, the the game director or the lead developer 
Uh, his name is uh, Jan David Hassel, and he, I forget where he's working. He's working for EA or something like that now. He's got some other. He's got some big time job, but uh, when he was doing this game, like I remember him talking about it and like on Twitter, you know, kind of posting little updates and stuff. And I was, you know, checking it out. And um, the, the only thing that I remember about it was it was supposed to be like the the theme of being in like a gay German nightclub or something. As I remember, that's what the theme was. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. But it's also a tactics game or something. And then it was only PC for the longest time, so I never checked it out. But it just came to Switch a couple days ago. So I sent yeah. him a message, and I'm like, hey, bro, I see your game finally made it to Switch. And he's like, yeah, I know. I was really surprised. So uh, I guess I'm going to check out this game pretty soon. But you have played it. Is that correct? Yes. And I have, like, uh, I don't like hearing all that set up when I have, like, negative things to say. Oh, no. Is it not good? I've never played it. Is it not well, good? Okay, here's the thing. It's good and bad. So it's one of those mixtures, a mixed okay. bag, as they say. Mixed so, bag. Um, what I do, by the way, every night now, I think it's every night uh, because I have a problem and I want to play every video game. But um, I look for new Switch games in bed. So I just go to the recent releases and I see what I can see. And plus, I want to talk about more of them on the show because you only talk about Switch games. Lately, That's that might change, lately. though, but we'll see. Yeah, you got a PS5, motherfucker. So um, I haven't found a lot, but I found some, and including what I love, um, and I can't think of the name of it now. Cross, what the fuck is it called? Bloodstone? No, it's. Um, I don't even know what you're talking about. No, the game that I love, that I keep talking about, that I love, that I play every night, and I can't. Uh, grindstone. 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 It's the, it's the low blood energy or whatever it's called. Low blood sugar. Yeah. Diabetic emergency, folks. Okay, so um, so I look for new games. I find this one. And I was just playing Hitman, and this is a type of game like that. It feels like that. It's a tactics-type game where you're going to sneak into a situation. You can uh, you know, figure out how to do whatever the goal is and then get out. And I was like, oh, cool. I can play like mini Hitman in bed. Is it uh, still a gay German nightclub? There's a nightclub. I don't know if it was gay. Yes, it's German because it's, it takes place in Berlin in 2089. And the first mission i did was a nightclub um i didn't couldn't see if it was gay because that's actually one of my biggest cons this game is tiny i mean oh, brad really? galloway okay. Okay. brad galloway talk to your buddy because what the <clears throat> fuck is going on this is our bane of our existence to the t because the dialogue unseeable oh no <laughs> it's just like one of those it. like direct pc port with no ad- adaptation to the switch i don't know but i mean i have 2020 vision i could not fucking see oh no i mean at all like the dialogue was like i literally guessed and that <laughs> that tells you how small it was like i was like that, that sounds this... like a really fun game hey guess what the dialogue is folks that's part of this game <laughs> well no i like could make out a couple words and i was like oh i know those words but i don't know the whole sentence so oh i'm gonna God. pick that one so that's the biggest problem with the whole thing. But what you do is it's procedurally generated levels. So it's reminding me of Hitman for that reason where like you, it's not procedurally generated, but it's like this like little puzzle, you know, that you go into and you could do things however you want, but you need to, you know, get whatever the goal is. So the first one was go into a nightclub. Well, for, first off, get in the nightclub because you're not allowed in. And then once you get in the nightclub, uh, disarm a bunch of bombs and then leave. Right. Well, I won't get to the, the specifics of the gameplay too much because it's a little confusing to me but it has to do with time so you basically have a certain amount of time and when you do certain things you gain more time which is helpful for the tactics part of it because it's turn-based but it's also real time 
and no, I can't explain that. Uh, but do you know the crypt of the Necro Dance? Yes, I do. It's very similar to that. So when you go into a nightclub or into wherever your puzzle is, once you start moving, other people can move too, right? Okay. And so that kind of plays out throughout the whole like experience. Um, and then there's also like just moments where you're doing dialogue and you know choices to try to like you know win over somebody. So in the very beginning, I had to win over the the bouncer, you know. And the things I picked again, maybe because I couldn't see, but it says you win with flirty charm. <laughs> and it's like you you won over the guard, the bouncer, by flirting with him. And I was like, I didn't mean to. Wow. You're but just, um, I, just you're just a natural charmer, I guess. I guess your so, effervescence. Yeah. yeah. But once I got in, you know, then you have to like uh, get past certain doors or do certain things. And the graphics are very uh, like all very green and blue, I guess monochrome. Okay. Like I'll, I'll kind of just like one variation on like a green, blue, black color. Um, it's got this cool futuristic look and I like the, the, the pixel art. Um, it's not really pixel art, but it's similar. And you know, I, I, I succeeded at my mission. I got the bombs and I got out, but I was just a little confused about how it all worked. And, and also the combat I did not like, like it just felt bad. Like you can shoot or you can do melee, but I didn't feel good doing either of them. And it's like a turn-based grid, you know, when it happens. Um, I just felt confused. My experience was I was confused. I wanted to love it because there's some interesting features, which is procedurally generated, you know, missions. Um, interesting story that I, when I could read it, <laughs> like it seemed like the characters were getting up fleshed out. And I, I liked the idea that you can uh, win over conversations different ways. You know, like I didn't mean to flirt with that guy, but I did. Uh, by the way, it worked because, you know, I guess it was maybe a, a gay uh Club. You were unintentionally a gay German on, yeah. on accident. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, I do like you, but that's not a German accent because I can't do that. Uh, uh, apologies I, to our German listeners. Sorry about apologies that. Apologies in force, yeah. I do like you. That's exactly how that sounds. So oh, my review is unfinished, and maybe I'll try it again, but I really need it to be bigger text. I can't oh, see. Dude. See, that is a bummer because I just bought it last night. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm like, I saw it pop up in the store, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's that one game that that guy made. I'm going to buy this, and hopefully he's going to get a quarter out of it, and we'll see what happens. And I was, you know, it's it's one of those games that I've always kind of been on the lookout for. Um, so hearing you say that is pre-bumming me out because small things on the Switch is like my big pet peeve. But Yeah, the two things I would see. say, if you, if you talk to him, I would say this, the text, obviously. And secondly is just maybe a little more explanation of the combat. Like, I even did the tutorial for the combat, and I was still confused. So, oh. like, if I understood that better, uh, you know, I don't know if that's like a t an added tutorial or if it's something you can't even do in a patch. But that's the part where I was confused. But, like, the seeking around and, like, going into different rooms and getting, like, my time back and stuff i kind of figured that out and was having an okay time with it but oh pun intended but um i didn't uh did not like that i couldn't read the fucking thing interesting all right well i'll check it out and i'll see what i, what I make of it but that's not super promising i guess we'll see how that shakes out yeah um all right that's it from you for this show carlos i just have a really quick check-in on my continuing saga of assassin's creed odyssey still playing that game i'm like probably like 80 hours deep in it right now Finished the main campaign, like I mentioned last time. Moved on to the first Blade DLC, which was the first chunk of three DLC missions that came out for the game. Uh, and I hate this DLC. I like this game a lot. I love Cassandra, the main character. I love being in the Greek world, open world, going around on my boat and stabbing dudes and all the Greek stuff that's there, like all the 
of famous names and famous places. That's all great, but I got to the First Blade DLC, which is where they kind of um, start lacing in some of the more traditional Assassin's Creed stuff. Like a guy shows up and he's got like the wrist blade and they start talking about, you know, more and more about um, the order and stuff like that. Um, that part was okay. I don't mind them, you know, kind of circling back to some of the more core Assassin's Creed stuff. But the thing that I fucking hated about this DLC, and I almost wish I didn't play it at all, because, you know, over the, the course of like 60, 65 hours, they let you play Cassandra basically however you want. You know, she can be really brash. She can be greedy. She can be a hothead. She can be chill. I mean, it's not like a totally open-ended RPG adventure, but you have a lot of say in how you play her and and about how she treats people right like there's lots of people along the way that you can be really mean to or you can be nice to there's like a dozen that you can romance if you want to or you don't have to at all like the game gives you plenty of choice you know again not as much choice as i you know would like but there's plenty of choice you know it's not just you're not playing a predefined character basically so when you get to the first blade dlc and by the way did you play this carlos do you know what i'm talking about or yeah no? but I, it's been so long ago because i went after that there's an atlantis type one or something that is the that is the second and final dlc chunk and that's I haven't gotten the one there i almost finished but then i got tired okay. uh so i play what you're talking about but i can't remember it so the big thing about this and this actually i remember i wasn't playing assassin's creed odyssey when this came out but i remember there was a lot of heartburn about this dlc because, uh, if you remember, Odyssey was basically the first Assassin's Creed where they said, hey, you can play your main character as uh, a man or a woman, and you can be gay or straight. And, like, a lot of people were like, oh, shit, that's great. We want that. You know, we want to be a lesbian Cassandra, or we want to be a gay Alexios, or, you know, whatever. Have the choice. Or you can go back and forth. You can be a bi person if you want to. Whatever. So that was, like, a big draw for a lot of people. Um, and so when First Blade came out, uh, Ubisoft went back on their bullshit and they forgot like the good stuff that they did because they're so focused on the concept of like the animus. And I'm sorry if this is gobbledygook to some people who are listening. If you don't know Assassin's Creed, you know, like just it's all about like time traveling through your DNA and living through the history of somebody that was your ancestor. It's a bunch of horseshit. But basically somebody at Ubisoft said, hey, if Cassandra is a lesbian or if Alexios is gay, that means there's no future character. That means that we can't have future descendants, which means we can't time travel through the DNA. And that's the basis of our game. So we're going to force them to have a baby in this DLC. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, number one, that is a terrible idea for many reasons. I mean, and and not only the fact that, like, you can't take a character who's been this, like, adventuring, mercenary, sword fighting person and then be like all of a sudden your parents i mean like that's a whole different game you know like parenting is a thing unto itself and beyond that uh if you played cassandra as a lesbian or if you played alexios as gay you weren't gonna have a kid anyway not back in greek times like that unless, and there's no adoption option here that's not happening right so mm. they force you to have a, a you know like a hetero relationship and you instantly get pregnant or you impregnate somebody and you have a baby for like this whole dlc and i was really really put off by that number one uh i did not want to have a relationship with the person they make you have a relationship with every time dialogue came up i would be like fuck you dude i don't like you and like it just kept forcing you <laughs> fuck you to, dude yeah i was like fuck you dude get out of here i don't want to <laughs> kiss you get out I, and, I remember this now as you're talking about it and yeah right you know, let me just interject real quick and say yeah. like it wasn't the gay or lesbian thing that made me frustrated it was more the settle down kind of thing because yes. i was like because i had played i played it as i know the wrong choice alexios 
uh, I guess you want to call it, I didn't think of it straight or gay, but just like it's a straight Alexio. So let's say I played at that and I think I had sex once with a lady or something. And then when it said like, hey, you're going to settle down and have a kid, just even on that version, I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to settle down. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I'm with you on that. And in the story, like in the story, all the way through the story, there are many times when you have the choice of saying, no, I don't like that life. Or yes, I do like that life. And along the way, I was always like, nah, man, I'm the high adventuring, you know, wheeler dealer. I'm out on the seas. I'm having adventures. I'm meeting folks. I'm sleeping with anybody that I want to. I'm living my best life. And then the game's like, nah, you want to settle down and have a farm and have a baby. And I'm like, no, I don't. And I kept saying no, but they force you. And I really fucking hate that they do that because if you're going to I mean if you're going to do that make it a scripted character right tell me the story but if you give me the choice to write that story myself which is what they do don't you dare fucking take that choice away from me because all of a sudden I'm out like you've lost me right so like the first 65 hours of my Cassandra all of a sudden it's like this stranger Cassandra who I don't know why she's making these choices I don't know why she's settling down with this fucking doofus that shows up she's got a baby all of a sudden and she's like a farmer and I'm like what is even going on like I don't want to be doing any of this stuff and it doesn't fit with how I've played her. It doesn't fit with the story I've told myself this whole way. Really, really unsatisfying. And, I, you know, the worst part about this was, like, I knew I still had, like, 30 quests left to do in the main game. And I knew I still had the Atlantis DLC. You're not going to do that shit with a baby strapped to your back, right? So I knew that baby was going to go away at the end of this DLC because it would have to. Because they have to let you go back and play the rest of the game. And yeah. that's exactly what happens, right? Like, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, if anybody wants to play through well, this. You I might, think, we kind of spoiled it a little bit just then. I mean, I'm not going to spoil the, the fate of the baby or whatever. Okay. I mean, that'll be up in the air. But, like, you know, I mean... Literally. Yeah, yeah, literally up in the air. But, like, uh, you know, I think Odyssey is, in general, a great game if you're in the mood for an open-world adventure. I've really enjoyed it. I really like Cassandra a lot. But, like, this part was a huge wrong move. And, I, you know, it's like you're not going to have the baby Bjorn with the baby in it as you go kill mercenaries on the high seas. You're going to have to get rid of that baby. Hey. And, yeah, the baby goes away at the end of the DLC. And the whole thing ends up feeling like Ubisoft burned me, made me lose faith in the character, made me lose faith in the writing in the game for no real reason because nothing really came of it at the end, right? Everything gets reset back to zero at the end of the DLC, yeah. except for I was pissed off. So, like, why did you bother doing that? Well, I got, a, I got an answer for you. Uh, well, one, you shouldn't shouldn't have played it, and I should have remembered and told you. Oh, and I God. Didn't. I kind of wish I didn't play it, dude. I yeah. really do. And I didn't remember, so I couldn't have told you because I would have. If I was thinking the Atlantis one this whole time, and I was thinking that was the first one. And so I was like, oh, he'll enjoy that. It's way too long. So here's the answer, okay? Yeah. Fuck that game and go to Valhalla right now. <laughs> right now, because you won't have the same issue, and they don't reset you. And the DLC, which I see is coming, is just more of the same. And you can play as whatever type of character you want to play. So, yeah. And you'll be able to see the beautiful power of the PS5. I mean, that all sounds great. I'm probably going to need a break between this and another Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I do want to say, though, I do want to call out Ubisoft a little bit, right? Because, you know, given the choice of, of playing a female character, I feel like it was kind of bullshit that they forced Cassandra into doing this baby thing. And I know they did it for Alexios, too. So it's not just a female thing. But it's like... It hasn't been an issue in any of the previous Assassin's Creed games, right? I've played many of them. I haven't played all of them, but I've played many. And I don't remember any of them ever bringing up the, the question of how your character has a baby in order to continue the DNA strand that will eventually become the character's thing in the future. Like, who cares? Like, it's fiction, right? It's just a video game. You tell people that's what the premise is, and then you move on. Like, you don't need to, like, detail the whole family tree. And I feel like it was kind of bullshit that they, they needed to, like, ruin the character and, like, ruin this part of the game for this like concept that I don't think anybody really gave a shit about in the first place. If you just said 
oh yeah, Cassandra had a descendant or something, or so you know, the bloodline continued. Nobody would have cared, right? Yeah. Like it's so weird to me that they they wanted to do this, and ultimately it ends up being nothing except for a reset after you go through six hours of like this is frustrating and I don't like this. So yeah, yep. really bad move, really bad move on Ubisoft's part. I'm I'm done with it now. Moved on. I'm pretending like it didn't happen. Went back and did some of the core quests, and those got good again. And then I'm going to be doing the Atlantis thing, and that seems like it's fun. So I'm looking forward to getting back to just the just the Odyssey gameplay, and no more of this like parental guilt bullshit that I didn't choose in the first place. So yeah, it was a weird step. I, I definitely agree, a misstep. But um, yeah. take a take a little break, and then go visit Valhalla, and you'll be very very happy. There we go. All right, good advice, good advice. And folks, that is it for the show today. Thank you for listening. Uh, and yeah, it's been fun. We'll be back again. We'll do another show. Before wait, we wait, go hold today. On, hold on, hold on. I always say hold on at the end, too, because you, you say something. Do. And then I'm like, wait, what did you say? I just love how you like were off, off, offhandedly being like, I guess we'll do another podcast. We'll do another podcast. <laughs> yeah. This one was okay, I guess. Well, I guess we'll do we'll one do more. We'll do another one. We'll do another one. <laughs> okay, we'll just do one more. Let's make this a, a, th- a bit at the end. Case we'll by case basis. One, one more. step at a time. We'll definitely do one more episode. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right, folks, that is it. Before we go, send us your questions and comments. So video games podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at so video games. Hit us up individually. Carlos, where can people find you this week? YouTube.com slash a lot of things. YouTube.com slash a lot of things. There you go. As for me, same as usual on Twitter, on Instagram, B R A D G A L L A W A Y. Always no O's. And that's going to do it for episode 216. Thanks again for joining us here. And we'll be back before you know it, I guess. In the meantime, this is bye from Brad. And bye from Carlos. Just doing it normal. Doing it normal like you used to do. Oh, I have low blood sugar. I gotta eat this pizza.